Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing, even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify. And this week, we really are together, all around one microphone. And that means also, though, that we might keep this to be a little shorter episode if you see that in your podcast feed, because we're here to hang out and spend time as a family. Also, there's nothing going on. The only week, right? thing, no, no, no news, no news at all. Well, that's yeah. not entirely untrue because it seems <laughs> like there's only one news story that I've heard anything about. So that's what we're really going to focus on, and of course, that is the leaking of the Supreme Court decision that would overturn the Roe v. Wade decision from. 1973. 1973. January 22nd, 1973. So it's good? Well, here's the thing. Yes, this is a good thing, but not because it's going to end abortion, right? It's a good thing because it's getting rid of a terrible legal decision. Roe v. Wade, there's there's nothing in the Constitution. It was a terrible legal finding. Like, there's nothing in the Constitution to protect the right to abortion. If anything, there's a to protect the right to life. So it's good in that it's getting rid of, you know, undoing what was a terrible decision by the Supreme Court in the 70s. But this doesn't change anything about abortion. Like, we still have a huge fight in fighting abortion. Now it's just in the states. Yeah, I didn't understand. Somebody was saying that they thought that uh, you might be able to argue for the anti-abortion pro-life position from the 14th Amendment also in, um, like, equal protection. But, no, we we get it from the Bill of Rights, the very first thing it says. <laughs> life, we, life. Yeah. I, we don't need to go to the 14th right. Amendment. Well, we are, none, of your, none of your other rights matter at all yeah. if you don't have a right to life. If you don't have life, then it doesn't matter what your other rights We've are. We've talked about before, it's not a question of whether or not you have the right to life. It's defining life that is the key you can't ever come to any kind of agreement until you have agreed on what constitutes a life and to us it's conception and to others it's not so you can continue to say you have the right to life have the right to life but they will say it's not a life right that's the fundamental disagreement well joe biden a day or two ago called them children Right, he that was a gaffe because he said something about the right no, to. No, it was end, Freudian. Yeah, didn't it? Can was, he? Can someone without a brain have a Freudian slip? He's <laughs> the right to abort a child were his words. Right. Nice, right. good grief! Right. The right to abort a, a child. child. He called it a child. And California, and again, like we've talked about, this just kicks the decision back down more to the people, more to the state legislatures. It's a state. As it now. should be. Nothing but that's clearly laid out in the Constitution. That's not going is, to get rid of abortion. Right. California is in the process, if not already done, passed an, a, an abortion bill that says perinatal. Perinatal abortion. Para meaning around the Birth. time of natal. So that could be anywhere from, you know, seven days before or seven days after Oh my yikes! Yes, that's they did. Yeah, they, they use that term on purpose, right? And they, but they haven't defined it because it gives them as much leeway as they find that they need to push for. But it is definitely post-delivery, and that's why they always have included in there, like um, 
mental health right. uh, be for of the, the mother of the because mother. that is because it's, it's so anything. vague. Then you know what you do if that let's say the child is delivered alive, but mom is too stressed out. Well, we don't kill the child; <laughs> we give it up for adoption. Oh, I thought you were going to say kill the mother. Well. No, we put it. We don't we kill the, the child. child up for <laughs> the mother. Wait, what? I want to go back to kind well, of. Well, you know, assisted suicide now is also. Oh a, yeah, sarcopod, the mom. Yeah. I want to start with a very clear point, though. If it comes down that the decision is to set aside the seventy-three decision of Roe v. Wade, it doesn't cause one bo- abortion to not happen. It doesn't stop one single abortion. That is not ever the ruling. That wasn't what Roe v. Wade was. Roe v. Wade was the federal government was saying that states could not stop abortions. So now suits have been brought that have challenged that and they found, rightfully so, that Roe v. Wade was bad law. It just kicks the decision back to the states. Did you hear about all the states that have the trigger laws in place, basically, that as soon as that legal precedent was struck down because... That's a thing that you're allowed to do. Um, ha- that their states would automatically just ban ban abortion. So, like Texas has a trigger law, and as soon as right. Roe v. Wade was struck down, abortion is illegal. But they'll just go to another state. Yes. And if they work for Amazon, Amazon will even pay up to forty five hundred dollars for their employees four, 4, to go 000. to travel four thousand dollars to California travel and get abortions. California says they'll use tax money yeah. to bring people just into right. their state, just anybody. I want to be clear, though. Let's say Texas um, has this trigger. It does have this trigger law. And so Roe v. Wade is overturned, and they just um, say, okay, abortion is now because of this law uh, is no longer they're illegal in Texas. Guess what? The voters, if they don't like it, they have right. the right to re- to elect people, to replace the people that put that right. into place, and they can then legislate its removal. Exactly. Everyone's and make saying, it legal. Everyone's this saying is that this is everyone's saying that this decision like, well the people want Roe v. Wade codified into law. Well then they can vote for it. Right. That's and, what this is allowing for. Right. This is allowing for them to do that if they want Everybody to. Everybody that screams that this is uh, the the not you know five votes on the Supreme Court is setting aside justice. No. The Supreme Court uh, five justices that are supporting it are saying we're giving democracy back to the people. Right. Uh, speaking of democracy and abortion, um, Chuck Schumer has already said that this week, or or they or maybe next week, next week they're going to vote to and put that into law. it's not going to pass. Law. No, it's not going to pass. He just wants to make a statement. Right. He just wants to basically make the Republicans go on record of not supporting it, which... Okay. <laughs> There's two reasons why the left has to throw a fit over this this probable decision. One, they have to keep their base happy. They, they, they have to show that they're doing their base's bidding and going out and saying what they want them to say. And two, it's a great fundraising. Hmm. Even Here's the thing. Even their base, even the people who support some level, like even people who are quote-unquote pro-choice, a majority of them 
don't support it up to birth, right. nine months. Right. It's like the 20 weeks is the the main, you know. Right. You hear Elizabeth Warren spewing those facts about 69% uh, support Roe v. Wade or they don't want Roe v. Wade overturned because sixty because they don't know what it is. Right. They don't even right. understand what, it, what and, Roe v. Wade is. And you can tell that by all the people screaming that this will put an end to the, to the availability of abortion. And it absolutely doesn't do that at all. Not one. So, so yes, you're right. That's yeah, and that's actually they why don't I'm understand upset, what it is. I wish it did. Yeah, I wish it did. It should. It should completely end abortion. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the numbers that the state of Florida records because we constantly hear safe, legal, and rare. Rare. And it's, you know, uh, and everyone says, oh, well, what about rape? And what about incest? And what about the life of the mother? That would Those be extraordinarily things, rare. Those are super rare um, but that's, that's not what it is. So in the state of Florida, they're actually forced to, uh, record the reason why a woman chose to have an abortion. And if we start at the bottom, 0.001% is the pregnancy resulted from an incestuous relationship. So there's one of their arguments already. That's a one one thousandth of a one percent. One one thousandth of a percent. Okay. Now we're at 0.065. The woman's life was endangered by the pregnancy. Basically none. 65 out of, yeah, thousandth of a 1%. Yeah. Okay, a and then now we're at 0.085. Again, none of these have percent. even been a tenth of a percent alone. The woman was raped. 0.085. Okay, and then even we'll even add this one in. The woman's physical health was threatened by the pregnancy. 0.288. Now is where you get into some of the more gray area. The woman's psychological health was threatened by the pregnancy. 0.294. There is serious fetal abnormality. 0.6 repeating. Okay, can I, I wanted to make a statement. With that one, that's, is that your fifth or sixth category that you The psychological? Was... The psychological? No, the one that the field. The field on one, two, three, four, five. That's six. That was your sixth category. Yes, and we're you still. You finally less just than... hit one percent. Yes, I was gonna say the first three were like are the kind of the three that people you use. You total all of those. That's up. less than half a percent. You total all those up, and you finally get to the one yes. percent. Now we're at uh, the woman aborted for social or economic reasons, six point two percent, and then That's lastly, a social reason. Lastly. no reason. Elective abortion. And that could be, they're saying, like, they're not ready, they're not mature enough to have a baby. They just don't want one. Yeah, if you break it down, it's like um, birth control. Yeah, it's like like 8% don't want to be a single mother. 19, done having children. 23, can't afford baby. 25%, not ready for a child. 6%, other. You know, inconvenience. So, basically, you're, you're talking about actual physical um you know medical reasons are but less than half a still percent. less than half a percent and and when you're talking about convenience abortions we're talking about 98 percent 98 percent for convenience using it for birth control yes those are you know, they real do make numbers. birth control they do make birth control lots many of options different ways, different ways. You and can those are the numbers and, and those be- are the numbers from a year in florida where there were seventy-three thousand abortions just in the state of florida in a year and 98% of them were for convenience. I heard Whoopi Goldberg specifically, but I, I heard it a few places, but I remember her 
talking about how when you mentioned the safe, legal and rare, talking about how, you know, look, people, this is such a hard decision. It's such causes great anxiety. You know, this isn't something you just get and do on a whim. Well, if you're using it for birth control, you kind of are. But the other thing is, is if this isn't a child, why is it difficult? Yeah. And if it if it's that difficult, if it's not a life, why is it difficult? And if you say, well, if, if it is difficult, then that means it's a life. But you can't say that. Because then they would have to feel the, yes. yeah. what they're doing. And admit the that right they killed someone. Right. The other thing, that, that, you know, this return to democracy, one thing to always remember, too. I, I do, we have democracy within the federalist system. Um, and... and our Constitution, which they're trying to get us back to, all the Supreme Court's job, they have one job and one job only. They do not make laws. They take laws that have been made or are attempting to be made by legislatures, and they can, if the suit is brought, they determine, does it fit within the framework of the Constitution? That's their only job. They don't legislate. They don't make laws. They're trying to give us back that federalist system where things are determined at the state. And at the same time, protect the rights of individuals because that is the system of the, the Constitution gives us. It protects the individual from the tyranny of the, of the majority. They, the majority can't force their um, will on you. And um, if, you're, if you're a single person against the majority and... And they may not see it, but that is what this is doing by turning it back to the states and letting the states decide. The other thing that drives me crazy about this is the whole idea of precedent. Um, you know, you mentioned Elizabeth Warren. She's been big on this. It's precedent. It's precedent. You don't, you can't overturn it. Um, I just want to ask them, what was precedent before Roe v. Wade? For far longer than yes. Roe v. Wade has been precedent. For like 189 years. Precedent was that the federal years. government had nothing to do with Abortion. Exactly, because it and wasn't in the Constitution. He even um, uh, Alito talks about that in his yes. um, in his statement. What do they call that decision? Thing? In his decision, in his written decision, he talks about Plessy versus Ferguson, which led to um, separate but equal, and it was struck down by Brown versus the Board of Education because Ples Plessy versus Ferguson was bad law. Right. It, so just because it's precedent doesn't mean that it gets to remain. Well, what for, it was what a wrong yeah, decision. If we, if we went by precedent, we would still we have still have segregated. Dred Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We still have Dred Scott. What are you talking about? Was a free, Dred Scott a free, a free black man living in another in a free state was found to be a slave and had to be taken back to his master? That was illegal. That's precedent. That's precedent. How could we overturn that? So, I mean, even I, anybody anybody later Ginsburg said that. That Roe v. Wade was bad law. Right. Anybody it's not that she even disagreed with it. She just said it was bad law, and that it needed to be, that it needed to be codified. Anybody that talks to me about this whole idea of precedent, I just, I really do just want to punch them because I'm just so, it's so. No, we should be. The ultimate concern is, is it right? Is the law? Is it lawful? Yeah. Is it right? Is it lawful? Is it? Is it? Does it fit within the Constitution? And if it doesn't, then it needs to be overturned. I, I'll take all this and I'll move to one slightly slight thing using this uh, debate over uh, Roe v. Wade. All the things that we've laid out are not really debatable. Th this is not 
tyranny. This is democracy. It is not constitutional. People on the, on the left, center, and right have said it now for decades. Scientifically, that child is life at conception. On and on and on. What this illustrates, and all the, the people that, that you see in leadership roles on the left that are freaking out about this, they know this. They know what we're saying is true, that this is democracy. They're, they're giving democracy back to the people. They know that life begins at conception. They, they know about the, what press, that there was precedent for 189 years prior to Roe v. Wade. They know all of that. So what this demonstrates is they don't care about what's true. They will do anything they can to push their agenda. They are willing to sacrifice what's good and true and lawful to push their agenda. If they can get their fingers into something where they think they can make a little bit of hay with it, they don't care if it's true or right or legal. They will do whatever they need to. And that should speak, this should illustrate for you the, the, um, the corruption, the, 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 the evil of, of, the- of, the, of the left. Infanticide. Well, you have the ones that don't even pretend to wear the mask anymore and just say, yeah, it's killing babies and say women are allowed to kill babies. They'll just say that. Well, the argument of this was is that women couldn't be equal with men until they could control their bodies to where they don't have to have babies. That was really kind of the foundational argument of this. Naomi Wolf, who Interesting enough, enough, she's been doing a lot of work on January 6th and these kind of things and things around COVID has been very good work. But she's she's a leftist. She's, you know, but she said, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago that when that they the pro choice side needs to just admit it is life. It is a child and we are killing it until we can admit that and, and still be pro abortion. We're not equal with men. And I thought talk about power. At least she's on. I mean, at least she's being honest about it. That's terrifying. There's no shortage of ways to prevent yourself from getting pregnant, though. And even then, not one person who delivers a child, one woman who delivers a child is forced to keep it. Right. Just because you deliver it doesn't mean that you have to raise it. Exactly. I did hear one thing interesting. I was having lunch with a friend last week, and he made a point, which I did not know this. If you... If you uh, say you want to use adoption as a method, you know, I, I'm having a child. I don't, I don't, I can't or whatever want to, to raise this child. I can't raise it. I want to arrange to have an adoptive parents for when I deliver, they can have the child. When you do that, you lose the ability for insurance to pay for your pregnancy and delivery. And so that's a big obstacle for women huh. to say that they want to go ahead and deliver the child and put it up for adoption. And I would absolutely I would support, petition yeah. my congressman yeah. to yeah. change that. Yeah, I would too. I did not know that. So basically insurance companies are advocating for abortion if they don't want – that's what they're doing. They're yeah. advocating for abortion. Um, I mean, good grief. We've always talked about um, – We've, they've always talked about Our the fetus being insurance like... insurance system is so broken, though. They've talked about the, the, the fetus being a parasite. Yeah. Okay, well, if that was the case, then what... I mean, so I guess abortion is cheaper than labor. Right. Definitely. Must be. Oh. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I don't know what an abortion runs right now, but 15, especially, 20 years ago, you could get an abortion for 200 bucks. Especially depending on, depending on what method you're using. If you... Yeah. The earlier, the cheaper. Plan B... But it's, it's definitely more. It's definitely less expensive than having a, than than um, delivering the child at a hospital. 
Um, well, if that's the case, you know what? If that's the case, then insurance companies should just. If nope, that's the case, they should it. also I'm not gonna advocate say it, for because they'll start to do it, mm-hmm. just killing old people. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. They are already. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they wish they could. They wish they could. Exactly. That's the same thing. It is. It's too expensive. Well, that's the death. Uh, what tribunal tribunals in Obamacare? Yeah. Canada, they have basically death tribunals. Oh, yeah, your, Canada has your that, likelihood yeah. of survival is not That's, high enough for yeah. us to pay for this treatment right, for you. Right, you get to a certain age, we will not pay for these procedures because you don't have enough life left to make it worth our while, worth our cost. So that's where we're headed. So. You know, that's the thing that, yeah, I would definitely support my Congress people, my representatives of pushing, pushing to have that changed. Well, there's your action item, everyone. Yeah. Go send a single payer health care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, uh, man, Babylon B has been crushing it this week with uh, the, the Molech. Uh, with, well, the what I liked about the Mullick one is it got two, several. It a two for one. They have several too, also, though. The, the two for ones are good because it hit the supply chain and the abortion issue. Would you like to share the headline? Huh? Would you yeah, like to share? Go ahead. No. Uh, I, 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 warns of looming child sacrifice supply chain issues. <laughs> Did you see the one with uh, they had uh, Kamala Harris talking about the supply chain and she had one of those crepe paper chains that you oh my, make yeah, in a. In grade school, kind of yeah. holding, you know, holding it between her hands. That was pretty funny. <laughs> um, do we do we want to get into at all the actual, the fact that there was a leak from the Supreme well, I, Court? I do want to address that. I heard a guy today, and I and I man, I'm so bummed I can't remember the name, his name, but he was a clerk, and he said, "Let me tell you something more." And it wasn't Josh Hawley. It wasn't um, what's his name, Mike, Mike Lee. Lee. It wasn't Mike Lee either. But anyways, but. He said, let me tell you something a little bit more about this. There is no, you, um, you're not allowed to leave the Supreme Court with any piece of paper. No paper leaves there. No phone or similar type item can be brought into the Supreme Court. Paper that is generated gets shredded vertically, horizontally, and then is put into some kind of concoction on it that basically it? Even work? turns it into like a paste gooey How can you whatever. shred it both directions? Why whatever. not just why not just burn it? His point is that this was something that was really there was effort and planning that went through to figure out how to get this document out into Politico. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have just now retweeted on Bevington Banter at Bevington Banter on Twitter. Um, a uh, e, uh, a tweet thread by someone named Will Chamberlain. I don't know if you've seen this, but he says um, Elizabeth Deutsch. Uh, she currently a law clerk for Justice Breyer, and in my humble opinion, she's the most likely person to have leaked the draft Supreme Court opinion in Dobbs, purporting to overturn Roe v. Wade. I actually am going to quickly just there's there's a couple screenshots showing the proof that he found on LinkedIn about some of her academics and previous work and and things like that. But I actually kind of want to read this. He starts with a disclaimer saying that he has no inside information, that um, it's just you know entirely based on publicly available information. Why he thinks that this is her, um, but he could be wrong. 
Her academic background isn't that uncommon for Supreme Court clerks, Yale undergrad, Yale Law, and two British master's degrees from LSE and Cambridge. Do note the master's degree is in gender. Here's where things start to get interesting. Every law student has to write a note, a long legal research paper, usually making a novel argument about the law. Elizabeth Deutsch wrote hers about reproductive rights and abortion. Specifically, she argued that Obamacare's non-discrimination provision should be interpreted to force Catholic hospitals to perform emergency abortions. Aggressive argument, and hey, law students make aggressive arguments. While in law school, she wrote a New York Times op-ed about reproductive rights, sensing a theme here. Her career page on LinkedIn doesn't reveal that much until we start digging a little further. First, thanks to her New York Times wedding announcement, we know that she clerked for Judge Nina Pillard. Anyway, not to go the whole thing word for word, but Nina Pillard, super uh, pro-choice, which that's not that surprising. Um, But she also... um, got a some Gruber fellowship at the ACLU for a whole year working on abortion and reproductive rights. This is where the connection to Politico comes in. You need something to link her to this John Gerstein, who is the guy at Politico who got the leak. Well, um, if you go he went back to her wedding announcement in New York Times and her husband is a journalist. That husband is a journalist who has just been hired by the Washington Post as a national political reporter, um, but also he wrote for Politico, sharing a byline with Josh Gerstein. I heard that. They have been friends still to this day, uh, communicating back and forth publicly even on Twitter as recently as a year ago. So she is currently a Supreme Court clerk who has spent her entire career focused on abortion and you know, abortion, everything, worked on uh, reproductive rights, uh, worked with the ACLU, and she, after all that, the guy who releases the decision for Politico is friends with her husband. Who they both worked at Politico. Yes, they both worked at Politico at the same time. He just works for the for Washington, Washington Post, Post now. now. Yeah, so she is most likely who did that. But, circumstantial evidence certainly yes, points in that direction. Yes, definitely circumstantial, but she did it. <laughs> no, I know. I know that it's not guaranteed that she did. And more than likely, th- we're not talking about a single person here. There were so many statements that basically seemed like they were pre-prepared. Well, that's what... When, it, was a t- it was timed. Well, they, timed, yeah. That's, yes. And that's kind of what the person was getting to about how hard it is to get information out. This took real effort and planning to make this happen. This but, isn't, I, but she's who they used to do it. It really, it really, really seems like. Um, I'm guessing it's mention, like being in a secret level meet or a secure meeting, like a top secret level meeting. You have to turn in. They look at everything that you bring in. Actually, you can't. And they give you paper and like anything you write on, they have to, they take it and they can scan it and send it to your, um, your, classified email account and then they shred it right there there was no better clerk for them to get to do it though for them to get to convince yeah, that's to the do most, it that's she, very logical because uh on top of her spending her whole career on abortion she's clerking for a judge that's retiring who who we basically got the first supreme court leak and that's how they forced him to retire oh he's gonna retire well i wasn't gonna yet but i guess i am now and so he kind of got hosed over on that. <laughs> That's true. 
yeah, this is the I guess this is the first decision leaked, but I forgot that he wasn't planning on announcing that yet. Right. And you know, when you boil it down, you say there's 36 possible clerks, well, the truth of the matter is there's only 12 possible clerks. Yeah. I did hear that. <laughs> I don't know who from. Three li- I mean three liberal yeah. three clearly liberal justices, four clerks each. Yeah. Uh- I know. I Robert. bet Roberts. Yeah, Roberts. Roberts is too mushy to do anything. No, yeah, Ro- that's too. That's way too big of a risk for Roberts. Yeah, he, he's, he's not he's, a risk. He is risk averse. Yes, he true. abstained on this vote. <laughs> I don't think the guy who abstained is willing to take a is willing to take a stand. Um, but definitely, it was timed. It was on purpose. There was some strategy in it, and it is. To ignite their base coming up to another election season, coming up to midterms. They've ignited their base, and I'm afraid that it's going to lead to igniting, you know, the corner Walgreens on fire this summer. I finally heard. Well, they rioted in L.A. Yeah, they saw them smashing windows in police cars over, already. Over this, over this decision. And I've heard some people who are now posting, what was that? Up? Killing babies the- isn't enough. We also have to... The army guy that's Straight trying to people. change his gender to get out of trouble, Chelsea Manning. Bill Bergdahl. No, was Chelsea Manning. <laughs> he uh, was saying that basically it's time for people to start buying their guns, getting together in groups, and learning how to use them. On what side? On the left. Good. Well, that's because we're already ready. They're playing catch up. I'll turn them into catch up. <laughs> so. Anyways, it's been a it's been a it's been a busy week on this topic, but it you know all these things uh, as crazy as all the things have been these last several years. I will say it's bringing a lot of things to light. It's making people choose sides, and you let you know where people stand. And so there's some there's some benefit to that. Yeah, even in all of this, I feel like what you've said the whole time. When it comes to social issues, they jump the shark. I feel a massive I feel a massive social swing, a cultural swing. And it I really do. And it feels great. Yeah. JD Vance won Ohio's Republican primary for Senate. And he didn't just and he had there were a lot of people fighting against him. And he didn't just win. He he won pretty decisively. I saw a smear ad, a smear campaign ad for him on the TV at the nail place while we were getting our Mother's Day pedicures. Really? Yeah, yeah, they were going after him. So See, the only thing there was to go after him was that even though he was endorsed by Trump. He was a never Trump. He doesn't like Trump. Yeah. 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 That's what it was. I don't care about that. Yeah, I don't either. I don't I, like Trump either. No, I yeah. don't like Trump either. Yeah. And now I'm not willing to go as far as he did. And maybe his is the more principled stand because Trump is not a great person. So maybe J.D. Vance is the best of us because everything that he says policy-wise, I seem to, from what I've heard so far, if, if he's telling the truth, I completely agree. Maybe his is the principled stand to never vote for Trump. I think it's strategically a terrible idea but when it comes to me trusting him to vote the way i would like him to vote in the senate i have no issue with that and 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 the fact that he didn't want to vote for a womanizing kind of a scumbag i'm not going to ding him for that well the thing that it goes back to like trump and hillary i mean no i didn't want to vote for trump but there's no way i'm voting for hillary yeah so you I don't want to vote for dewine you could say but i'm going that was, to that was my next point you could say i then I shouldn't vote for anybody. If I don't vote, I essentially give 
somebody on the other side two votes. It gives a two for one. Rather than canceling out one of somebody's vote on the left, it gives them basically two votes. So you got to vote. You've got to vote. And yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of DeWine, Mike DeWine, but he's the Republican nominee. I, I, yeah, there's no way I'm voting for the, the you know his his opponent in in the general election. So, I so wanna, anyway, how uh, has how has the week been here? Good. I think I have that. the cutest I, and I funniest nieces ever. They're going to miss you big time. They're going to want to know what happened to Andy Cassidy. They're so funny. Every day we pull back in, Callie asks if you're still here. Oh, tomorrow. no. Tomorrow. Well, she'll well, be here. Yeah. When she'll I be leave. here when you leave. So, but I expect her for the next it's few gonna, days, gonna even be, after that, asking if you're back. Is it going to be like when we were little every time Austin and Auntie Janie would leave and he would cry? Cried every, every time. time. A man pulled my heartstrings. Hey, who doesn't want to be around us? <laughs> <laughs> I say Cole had asked because he wasn't able to come. He had asked how you know how are Callie and Cameron you know since we saw him. I said they're hilarious, but then again they are Bevingtons. I told mom that you should have given them their bath tonight, then you could have got a little taste of that. But then they wouldn't love. Ooh, me. Don't taste the bath. Then they wouldn't love me <laughs> so much. Don't don't so, talk about their bath and tasting so we, anything. It's, so we. So we need to wrap it up, go see how the stinky girls are, and make sure that we don't have any more uh, waterlogged iPads. Yeah. Or make sure that with those little, Corinne, we got unicorn poop coming for you in your house. You better be ready for little, tiny unicorn flecks all over the place. There's little unicorns everywhere. 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 We're sending you a glitter bomb. <laughs>